you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a Just Jared headline. Vanessa Hudgens says this will not happen in Princess Witch 3, colon, I'd 100% lose my mind. Do you know what they're referring to? This will not happen? It says Vanessa Hudgens is about to leave and start filming the third Princess Switch movie really soon and just revealed what won't be happening in that movie. Another her. Mm-hmm. So she's saying there won't be four Vanessa Hudgenses in Princess Switch 3. I'm saying like, don't count your Vanessa Hudgenses before they hatch because exactly. I feel like there's going to be a fourth one. That's the whole gimmick. Also, why am I watching Princess Witch 3 if there's not four Vanessa Hudgens? If you don't up the ante of Vanessa Hudgens, there's literally no point to this movie. I'm not tuning in unless there's another Vanessa Hudgens every year. Every two years. Yeah, I want I want it to be like multiplicity by the end. You know, she's like Michael Keaton, right? It's Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton. Yes, it's Michael Keaton and yeah, Andy McDowell. I want, I, want the, I want the cover where it's like Michael Keaton 12 times holding Andy McDowell one time. It's like, whoop, like an accordion. Starring Michael Keaton... And Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. And Michael, and Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. And Michael Keaton. Yeah. Multiplicity is actually quite interesting if you think about the, like, he, like, clones himself, but, like, the clones are all, like, stupid. They're not really, a, they don't really have the ability. You know, they're kind of stupid. The, the clones get dumber and dumber and dumber. They get they right. go to his, like, base level as right. he continues. So they're not that helpful when he's, like, trying to do his chores. Because, like, he's like, oh, this clone will, like, wash the dishes. <laughs> and, like, that clone can, like, barely stand up. You know, like, it's just not, it's, like, not helpful. If I recall, I haven't seen it in a while. Multiplicity is one of those movies that like I have never watched in full all the way through. But like growing up, it was on basic cable at all hours of the day, all of the time. And so I'd watch like the beginning, the middle, the end, the end, the end, the middle, the other middle, the other middle. And like, okay, that works. Multiplicity is one of those movies, though, where like the concept is so compelling that I'll never forget it. And I'll probably cite it for my entire life. But I've definitely only seen it once and it's not that good. Do you know what I mean? But the concept of it, like the multiplicity concept and the the um poster of it is like so iconic to me. Where there's like, like all just, the Michael Keatons. Right. They're all like, ooh, they're like folded out like an accordion, you know? Well, you know, that's it's Vanessa Hudgens' favorite movie. <laughs> she's That's what she's working towards. Honestly, she should just do a remake of Multiplicity. This is the part that I, this is the part that kills me. Yeah. Although, so she says, I'd 100% lose my mind if I tried to add another me. And then this is just Jared. Although she has an idea of what it would look like. 
quote, it would probably be Scottish, and I love that accent. It would be a great excuse for me to master the Scottish accent. But no, that's not happening. It's like what? Vanessa is saying, I'm not going to do it. There's not going to be a fourth me. But if there were, I'd love her to be Scottish. That's going to happen. <sighs> now she's willed it into existence. It's going I mean, to happen. It, just, it feels like these movies are made with like crayon and a piece of paper at this point. If she's just suggesting that she's Scottish. It's like... If that were to happen, it's like they're about to film it. Like it's already it's like there's a script, I bet. Or maybe there's not a script. You know, at this point, like it's it's this messy of an operation. I can't wait for the inevitable blank check retrospective of Princess Witches 1 through 10 in 2040. We'll be the guest on every single episode, unfortunately. (laughs) That'll just take up our full year. (laughs) Okay, you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns, and hot goss that we can't play on the show at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's get started with some comments. There were some hot goss this week. There were some hot goss this week. Here's one. This isn't hot goss. Hi, it's me again. <laughs> that call was spam, so oops. Um, I'm calling, um, unfortunately, to talk about British um, peerage and Christopher Guest, who is technically the fifth Baron Hayden Guest of Great Sailing, and that does mean Jamie Lee Curtis is a baroness, but she says she refuses to be called a baroness because she didn't do anything to deserve it, which I respect and is maybe the most American quote you can give. But what's kind of interesting is that um, they have two adopted kids and they cannot inherit the title because they're adopted, um, which is very shitty and very British in a way that um, I can't quite wrap my head around. And so his brother is going to be the heir presumptive, considering I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to have any biological children anytime soon. Um, And Guest was also in the House of Lords for a while until he got kicked out, and I think he was kind of pissed about it. Um, But that is just, like, way too much, again, for me to even focus on. I don't even understand the House of Lords. Anyway, um, Sparjo Yummy Pop. We got a lot of calls about this. And by a lot, I think I mean over five people Mm -hmm. who know a lot lot about lords and lordships and barons and baronesses. And I just found the the bit about their adopted kids not being able to inherit the throne fascinating and maddening, even though like who who cares about that title? Like it's worthless at this point in 2020. But still, like I didn't know that was a technicality. This came about because we were talking about Kate. Moss and her boyfriend who's like Nikolai Von Bismarck or whatever right and then you were like Christopher Guest okay I was like how do we get to yes. Christopher Guest and Jamie Lee Curtis yeah I mean a lot of people don't know that they are married I think you said they were divorced yeah. but they're not they're still married yeah they're not divorced when I was reading more about them I found this profile of him from the Guardian in 2016 when he was promoting that terrible movie mascots remember that terrible movie mascots yeah the Christopher Guest movie that like we yeah. all like to pretend doesn't exist I know there was this paragraph and it says he's been married for 30 years to the Hollywood actor turned author Jamie Lee Curtis hilarious way to describe her I once read that Curtis turned author I once read that Curtis fell in love with him after seeing a photo of him as Nigel Nigel who's the character from Spinal Tap oh okay okay. (laughs) (laughs) but that surely is too good to be true so whenever the author confronts Christopher Guest about this rumor Christopher Guest says well There were pictures in Rolling Stone magazine in 1984, one of me as Nigel Tufnell and one of me as me. 
And that was the one where she said to her friend, I'm going to marry that guy. So no, it was not Nigel. That would be disturbing. I mean, it was cr- it's crazy enough as it is. We still have that original photo hanging up at the house. So that Aww. is true. Jamie Lee Curtis saw a photo of him in yeah. the morning sun and said, I want to marry him. And she did. I guess people kind of forget they're together because they don't really do like couple Hollywood things. Like they're not out here like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. You know, like they're not really mm-hmm. doing like she's kind of she's kind of in the spotlight everywhere. She loves like kind of a pop-up moment and like she is very big she loves doing twitter she'll like reply on twitter and stuff like that but he's relatively he's not like that at all i mean he'll no he's not around he'll promote a project or whatever but he's not engaging like she is so i think people kind of forget that they're together because they don't do the celebrity couple thing which is like kind of nice to be honest probably why they're still together but you know Mm-hmm. And Jamie, with Jamie, you get the you get the dynamic where she likes attention, but she never talks about her personal life. Do you remember that kind of? We well, may she have kind of deflects about it. On the show. She kind of deflects she it deflects. on her coworkers because that's her like as like the quote mommy. Like she loves like a younger co-star, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she also like I think as like a a child of very famous people, that's the sort of thing that she, that has been ingrained in her for a long time. Like, I don't talk about my family. I don't talk about my life mm-hmm. as like an extension of like Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. But now it's my husband and my kids. Yeah. Do you remember there was a funny interview that I may have written about on Jezebel? I'm starting to think I did. Maybe I didn't. But I think it was at the Golden Globes, maybe the Oscars, but a red carpet person on E, I think, because she was on Scream Queens at the time and they asked about her mom and it was like your mom is the ultimate scream queen like do you think it's interesting that like you're in the show scream queens with janet lee and she's like why are you talking about my mother don't talk about my mother and it's like instantly defensive and sort of off-putting would it also be special for you um just on a personal level as well because you actually recreated your mother janet lee's uh, psycho shower scene on the show right and she won a globe in 1961 yeah you know what, that I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I, I, my mom's been gone a long time. Um, you know, we're moving forward. Which is weird because she loves talking about her mother. and On her terms. Connection. Yeah. Well, you I know? Guess, I so guess. it's that's, I think, what's happening here. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Next call. Next comment. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. I had to pause uh, Fridays there because Elspeth Hackey, um she was brought up because of the Peaky Blinders party and then the caller about Stone Barn Castle that Adrian Brody renovated. And just to bring it all full circle, Adrian Brody is on Peaky Blinders. Um, so maybe maybe she's pining for him and maybe she, you know, was the person leading the charge on the Peaky Blinders stuff in the Hemsworth household. Um, I don't know. Uh, crunch, crunch, me inside. Bye. We didn't make this connection, but plenty of uh, Peaky fans, Peaky fans, that's what I'm calling them, Peaky fans called us and said, weird that you brought these both things up. They're called Peaky Boos. They're called Peaky Boos. Peaky Boos? Peaky Peaky Boos. Peaky Boos. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. They called and they said, it took me a while to get that. They called and they (laughs) said that Adrian Brody is actually on Peaky Blinders. Like, it's hilarious that you keep bringing him up. And you brought up Elsa Pataki and you brought up Peaky Blinders because Adrian Brady is on Peaky Blinders, which we said in an Australian accent because the Hemsworth are Australian. We know the show is British. We know they're British on the show. We know a little bit about that show. But we we like saying in an Australian accent because one, it's more fun. And two, the Hemsworth had a Peaky Blinders themed party, which is interesting because Elsa Pataki's ex is on the show Peaky Blinders. It's just a lot. Big connection. Huge connection. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. So I was just listening to the episode that you dropped today, and there's a call from a beautiful hooligan 
about Stoneborn Castle. And I want to go into a little bit more, like, detail about the documentary. I, myself, have not seen it. But there was one night, like, I think, like, a two, like, the end of the second month of everyone being quarantined. And I went a little crazy on a Zoom with some people and almost spent um, $60 on a uh, package scanny uh, DVD website that said that they were selling it. And uh, the only way I could get it was if I paid $50 in shipping and I really considered doing it. Um, and then realized that they were con- including DVDs that they did not actually own themselves. So, like, they could have just, like, taken my money and never sent me the DVD, and I would have been devastated, which then turned into me reaching out to a lot of different people that were involved with the project to to try to get my hands on, like, some footage just so I could see the footage because I really, like, desperately need to see this movie. Um, Yeah, the beautiful hooligan that called about it was also on this call, and it was a journey. I we reached down so many avenues and yeah it even ended with um me recently actually like last week I emailed the programmer for South by Southwest the docu portion to see if they could help me out and I got no response but you know what it's fine um women don't belong in balloons I guess um hi my beignet box friends I don't really know what's going on. All right. Love you both. Bye. If you search Stone Barn Castle DVD, there is the first link that comes up is dvdplanetstore.pk, which says they have it and you can buy it for $15. Like, it just feels too easy. That feels too easy. Like, how could that be the case? You know, like, it's weird that they're Mm -hmm. selling it. Would I take the chance to maybe do it? Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of tempted now because it's like... Maybe we should. What if it's it? What if this is it? Maybe it's this easy. What if it's one of those things that truly is this easy? Shipping is $45. It comes out to $60. (sighs) Okay. That's a lot. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I mean, it just feels... I mean, maybe... I don't know. Hmm. Maybe for the Patreon. Yeah. Next call. Selena Gomez and... The scene. Never forget. Crunch, crunch. Well, I think Selena Gomez in the scene is one of those examples where, and I think I mentioned one by accident, which is like Christine and the Queens, where there's no queens. Those don't, those people don't exist. It's just a, like Marina and the diamonds. There's no diamonds. She's the diamonds. You know, like uh, Selena Gomez was always the scene. They just like gave her the scene. But they are real people. Uh, she had a band. A lot of people have bands, you know, like. Yeah, but I think Christine and the Queens is different because Christine and the Queens, it's not like she has this big backup band that's just like this nebulous thing that are the Queens. Selena Gomez in the scene, there really was a scene. There was a scene. They just didn't matter. They were trying to convince you that there was a scene, but there was no scene, even though there was no, maybe a band. it wasn't a scene. Yeah, it really wasn't the scene. Just because you're a band doesn't mean you're a scene. But a lot of people were like, how dare you forget Selena Gomez in the scene? It's like. Uh, sorry. How dare you forget Nick Jonas and the administration? Nick Jonas and the administration. That's the call? It's very direct. It's like Nick Jonas and the administration. Do you know who the administration was? His band. They were his band. They were bassist John Fields, drummer Michael Bland, keyboardist Tommy Barbarella, whose name I recognize, and guitarist David Ryan Harris. He named the group after Nick Jonas's interest in the presidency. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay, fine. 
His interest in the presidency? Fine. No one knows about the fucking administration. This was also like how, you know, Joe Jonas actually, to more successful effect, started his band that sang Cake in the Ocean. What are they? What were they called? The DNCE? Yeah, they so like all of the Jonas Brothers. Well, maybe not Kevin Two of the Jonas Brothers. That's enough. Did these side band projects or whatever. And so now he, you know, they announced that this was this was his Jonas Brothers side project, the administration. I think he was ripping off Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. He said he was modeling it off Bruce. off of them. But but then he also says that three of the administration members were former members of like Prince's backup band. That's insane. What a strange move. I mean, move. he got the talent. He got the talent. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. As you all know, this is Jade, your resident hooligan of Mexico City, always representing for the Latinos out there. Um, just listening to the pod and had to stop because you're talking about band name conventions, them and the Who's. And I have to say, because it's extremely topical and relevant right now, you forgot Salina y los dinos y todos necesitan entender que es, es un famoso convention de them and the Who's. This is one of the most famous and most famously forgotten them and the Who's. So anyway, Crunch Crunch, just wanted you to know that. Bye. Wow. Bobby's friend Jade is so disappointed in him. Being owned by perhaps my oldest friend in the world, calling me from Mexico City. So fucking someone who I've watched Selena with probably 7,000 times. Um, <laughs> the moment I heard the voice, I was like, oh no, what did I do wrong? <laughs> so yes, that is that is all true. But also never forget that Abraham, famously played by Edward James Olmos in the movie Selena, was part of a band called The Dinos. So whenever it became Selena y Los Dinos, he was naming it after his sort of failed band, which like the movie presents the backstory is he was a failed musician and he wanted to make sure his kids were not failed musicians, like typical stage parent behavior. So the Dinos even go further back. Mm -hmm. Like there's some sort of like nostalgic thing there. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think about the new... I was very disappointed by the trailer for the television show. I'm holding my judgment for the real thing because the trailer wasn't anything special, but I also feel like so much of what I know about Selena is from that movie. Like, it has mm-hmm. nothing to, right. like, so much of Selena is based on that movie, even though that's, like, that is also a representation of her life. That's movie. not even f- yeah. maybe fully accurate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Next call. Actually, this may have been the only call where it was, like, how dare you who the and the who's. Yeah. Everyone else was sort of, like, oh, no, like, the administration, they are who's, but you forgot to mention them. The this person is, like, the who's are not who's. It's them and the them's. The fucking administration. It's, like, oh, great. <laughs> Nick Jonas's administration's in the White House again. Fuck. <laughs> hey, who weekly, medium time, medium time. I had to plug the podcast because when you said, um, who them bands, that conversation, I said, okay, wait a minute. When you said Bob Marley and the Whalers, you said the Whalers, who's? Absolutely not. Peter Tosh is a whaler, was a whaler, um, and Peter Tosh is like a Caribbean them, and I would also say maybe an African diaspora them. I'm sure a lot of black people around the world know who Peter Tosh is. Bunny Whaler, um, the uh, other person who founded the band, uh, the founder of the band, actually. I mean, yes, he's a Caribbean them. I'm not sure he's as much of a who for the rest of the world, but I'm really calling to make sure you put some respect on Peter Tosh's name. Um, Thank you so much. Crunch, crunch. Uh, Black women are the originators of balloons. 
my favorite part about this call is that the whaler, the namesake of the whalers, Bunny Whaler, isn't even the who here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the person who originated the whalers, Bunny Whaler, is still a who. I will accept that. But Peter Tosh is a them. Bunny Peter Whaler. Them. Not his real name, but mm-hmm. such a cool name. You have Peter Tosh, who is the them that she's talking about. And he died in the 80s. Yeah, and also if you go, go down to the bottom of his Wikipedia, he also had an interest in unicycling, which I love. I mean, this is a great Wikipedia. So she's saying the whalers are thems because of peter tosh but not the whaler himself who remains a who bunny next comment hi who weekly long time medium time i've seen you some stuff about neymar's mom on twitter so i'm not sure if that if that counts uh <laughs> i'm calling from sao paulo brazil and i was so excited to hear you guys talk about uh everybody hates chris and how popular it is here which it absolutely is. I can confirm that uh, for the past like 10, 15 years, it's a huge, he- a huge deal here. Um, besides just being like a, a nice portrayal of uh, a, a, of a uh, black working class family, it also is broadcasted, broadcasted in like network channels, not not only cable. Uh, so more people have access to it. Also, here in Brazil, like things are changing with streaming, but until a few years ago, we were just really focused on soap operas. We have several of of them uh, throughout several channels, uh, and I'd say for like the hundreds that we produced for the last twenty years, five of them have like black protagonists and usually it's just not a nice portrayal it's written by white people so that the representation is really really important because like more than half of, of the country is black um and race is not something that we talk that much here uh as well i think things are changing now but um what you mentioned is really true. So a lot of people have access to the shows and they are sitcoms and they're just they're just fun portray just yeah fun portrayals and um, so I, I I'm not sure if people would recognize Tichina Arnold by her name. I certainly didn't, but once you associated her with the show, I instantly knew who she was, uh, which character she played, Rochelle, and everybody on the show is huge here. So much so that a few years ago, um, Tyler James, who plays Chris, was really annoyed uh, because Brazilians kept uh, commenting on his Instagram pictures with um, catchphrases of of his character on the show, uh, but in Portuguese, and they were just floating his comments and he blocked uh everyone he closed his comments for a while and uh i just found i just found that hilarious uh but we, sp- we respond really well to people from other countries wanting or just being excited to get to know more about our culture because usually we're just kind of um uh yeah, just set aside or uh, known by samba and soccer, which is not even the tip of the iceberg about our culture. So it was really nice uh, hearing you guys talk about it. And uh, just want to shout out their Brazilian hooligan group, Ken Weekly. And that's it. Uh, crunch Crunch, Acido Yalurônico. Bye. 
I love when we ask for things and we get them. That's so we cool. wanted more context, like from someone in Brazil talking about what Tashina talked about when she was on Lily Singh's talk show. It's incredible to hear this firsthand. Thank you so much for calling. I'm just very impressed by our Brazil fandom. I can't wait until we can tour again. Imagine going to Brazil. Oh, we're going to Brazil? It's fun to think about, you know, like imagining things. Dreaming is yeah. fun in, the, in these times. So right now I'm yeah. dreaming about going to Brazil to do a show. Our international tour, we go to Brazil. It's true. It would be amazing to go to Brazil, even if it was like for like four people, you know. Thank you for calling. That's great. And the call came in our email. So that's just a reminder. If you don't want to call 619-WHO-THEM, you can just send an MP3 to our email, what's read up to at gmail.com, which is just as easy in case there's like weird issues with phone calls. Or like an international expense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Last comment. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, it's your friend, Julianne. I just had to pause the pod to call in uh, because you were talking about Gritty and his uh, maybe girlfriend, maybe sister uh, in London, uh, Gritney. Uh, because, uh, my husband is a Flyers fan, um, I'm also, and I'm, I've got a beating heart, I am a big gritty fan, and, uh, last week, uh, during the election, I actually found out that, um, gritty American them, uh, has become a, a European who, uh, and that gritty had to be explained kind of around Europe to people who kept seeing him online and weren't sure what he was and why there was such um, fur, no pun intended, around Gritty. And one of the best things that I saw was in um, a Parisian newspaper. They had kind of an explainer about the American election. And one question was, which is, who is Gritty? And the answer was, uh, Gritty is uh, a trash monster that lives in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I just thought that was really great. Gritty, European new, who, American them. Uh, crunch, crunch, bye. Say quoi, Gritty. Say <laughs> quoi, Gritty. How do you say trash monster in French? <laughs> I actually don't know. I'm not asking, but... Monstre poubelle. Monstre poubelle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, poubelle is trash. I do remember learning that. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Thanks, Julianne. Love that. Let's move on to questions. How about that? It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. 
We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, long time, medium time. I was calling to see if you could discuss this whole banana situation with Brad Pitt being sued by a woman who was catfished by a fake Brad Pitt. I know he's a them, but it is bananas and it's very hooey. So I think you should check it out and tell us all about it. Love you. Women don't belong in balloons. I'm sorry. This. What? You think I didn't see those fucking photos? Wait, hold on. Before we get into it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lindsay just. Lindsay just this literally photo? coughing. <laughs> stop. Stop. Lindsay goes, did you, speaking of Brad Pitt, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, I know, exa- I know exactly He's what you're so going to send me. Hot. And then she got into a coughing fit. I'm sorry, because I looked at the photos Brad again. <laughs> well, first of all, the page six, before we get into what this calls about, Brad Pitt spends hours delivering meals to LA housing project. And I'm like, okay. And I click it. And the photos are like, He's so hot. Like, it's, it's like, sick. Like, he's, like, he's so hot. Like, it's so weird. How How is he this hot? Smoking a ciggy at the back of, like, a truck. He's, like, unloading boxes to help people. And then he's just, like, smoking a little ciggy with his mask hanging off his ear and drinking a coffee. You're like, fuck, he's so hot. And his very, very thick cotton work shirt is like frayed and fucked up and his little slippies his little slip-ons his little slip-ons he really shouldn't be wearing shoes without laces whenever he's moving stuff that's a little dangerous but he's right i just can't deal with how hot he is okay sorry just like it's shocking i also love the way us weekly covered him doing charity work which was brad pitt spotted doing charity work in la a mid split -split from girlfriend girlfriend god this woman that he's talking to, like on the side of the of the truck, is just like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I know, I know, I know. She knows she's in photos. She's like, I'm gonna like lean. She's taking it in stride. Look she's how casual she in. is. And he's just doing charity work a mid split from girlfriend, which is crazy because how do you know? How do you even focus when you're a mid split from girlfriend? Yeah. You know, like. I, that that relationship was sus in ways that were like, you know, they're not actually dating. Like, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Well, just the way that it was like, oh, Nicole's back with her husband, the, the like, guy who owns what? the restaurant. It's like, so was she, she ever not left- with him? <laughs> right. Like, she never left him. She was always with him. Then she just, like, hooked up with Brad Pitt a few times. Yeah. Right. It was very clear. They were very open about the fact that they had an open marriage. It was like, they fucked a couple of times, and it was fine. Okay. Exactly. But, like, again, exactly. the press can't deal with the concept of polyamory at all or, like, open marriages. So they're oh, just no, like, it's, it's a relationship. A, it's a relationship. It's, right. It's not a, right. It's not a, it's not a thing they can deal with. Okay. What is this call? So this call is <sighs> Brad Pitt was in the news. We normally wouldn't be talking about him. He's a them. But I guess this story is kind of hooey and he knows it because he didn't want anything fake to do Brad with Pitt. it. A fake Brad Pitt was catfishing a woman. She He took $100,000 from her because... Uh, she was he, she was paying him for like uh, appearances at some fundraiser that he agreed to attend. He only took forty thousand dollars as she sued him for one hundred thousand dollars because it was like to make up for the money and then I guess like some sort of damages beyond that. But she's not suing the fake Brad Pitt. She's suing the real Brad Pitt because she's saying <laughs> then when she reached out to the real Brad Pitt via like all of his production companies and his charity and his home, she was ignored. And his and his his name and reputation is being used to defraud people. I'm no lawyer, but I'm, even I am like this is not going to stand up in court because the real Brad Pitt has no responsibility to like 
protect you against a catfish with his name, right? I'm not going to be ignored, Brad. Yeah. No, exactly. I would be scared exactly. of this woman. I would be scared of this woman. I wouldn't. I'd laugh my ass off at this woman. She can't tell the difference between fake Brad Pitt and real Brad Pitt. Right. Well, it gets weird when it's like, it's not just like the charity thing. Then it's like, oh, they had discussed like being in love and like getting married. So like <laughs> yeah. that to me is like when you get to the next point of like, there maybe there was defrauding. There, there's probably defrauding going on with like, oh, please appear for, for this event. And then he didn't appear. But also we were in love and like we were going to get married. Then I'm like, okay, well, then we're on another level of like what's going on here. It's hard for me to believe that they would have discussed marriage had they not had phone calls or video chats. So I'm just like, even if it's a phone conversation, like I just suspect that this person's Brad Pitt impersonation was comically bad and that she believed it anyway because she wanted to believe it. You know, like she wanted it to be true so badly. There's a great TikTok trend where people use... Um, the I think usually it's the music from it's the dun 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 oh, from Home, Home Alone, Alone. Yeah. but it's it's done it's with like an instrument where it sounds like all like wonky it's like bah, bah, bah. like it's like that instead <laughs> and does this make sense and it'll be like an intro will be like last night I I got a picture with Danny DeVito and then it'll like click to the image and it's like a wasted girl with like a short guy and it's not Danny DeVito. (laughs) God, that reminds me of this that I just want to play for fun. This always makes me laugh. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is it? Home Alone TikTok audio? Well, Home Alone TikTok song. Okay, here we go. Gonna, here it is. I did, a, I did a pretty good impression of it, I have to say. It says it's John Williams' Home Alone theme, Shitty Fluted. I mean, I think I, I, think I, I, think I did here we a go. good Let's impression see. of it. What you did was great. <laughs> no. So the point is, Brad Pitt appears to have had nothing to do with this woman's experience. And she's, the thing is, she's also like, clearly has money because she's a CEO and was able to spend $40,000 to get Brad Pitt to come to these fundraisers. And so you would almost expect this professional woman to be able to have the skills it takes to discern a real Brad Pitt from a fake Brad Pitt. And yet she doesn't. And then not only does she not have the abilities to tell the difference between a fake Brad Pitt and a real Brad Pitt, she thinks suing the real Brad Pitt is somehow going to work in her favor. But it, to be fair, if the goal is to get closer to the real Brad Pitt, she's doing it. Because, like, she has his attention. She got his people to so- show up in court. I mean, she lost, but, like, she did She did kind of do it, you know? Do you think that she sort of expects expected him to offer some kind of consolation prize yes, like a final give forty thousand yes. dollars to your charity or like i feel bad for you i will come meet you <laughs> and mm-hmm. we'll fall in love yeah and no i we'll don't fall know in love. it's definitely a it's a little bit of a, a, a scammy ask to ask for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars from the real brad pitt to the yeah. point where i think she knows oh and we haven't even said her name we were too busy playing home alone music her name is kelly christina and this is not like a random person she's like the ceo of some like healthcare company she's like mm-hmm. you know she's from plano typical plano behavior no offense to the plano wow listeners. Typical. oh they know meanwhile they brad know. pitt's like i'm busy smokes a giant cig and carries a box like he's busy exactly so my question to you is because we rarely see Brad Pitt out and about these days, do you think that is in any way 
related to this story. No, do you think not he at wants all. to get a little good press to make up for this like SEO right now? I don't think so because I really don't think a lot of people heard about Doesn't this story. It. I don't think this story got really majorly trafficked, to be honest. It's so funny. Meanwhile, these it's photos so of Brad Pitt, I'm be thinking about them for weeks. They're going to be in my, as they say, they're going to be taking up space in my mind. Wait, what's the saying that people say? They're in my mind. Oh, it's going to live in your mind rent-free. Yeah, these pics are going to live in my mind rent-free for at least a month, if not more. Who weekly long time, long time. The Impossible, the 2012 film about the tsunami in Southeast Asia, is the number two most watched thing on Netflix right after The Queen's Gambit. Crunch, crunch. Wait. Starring Naomi Watts. Crunch, crunch. Wait, 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 wait. The Netflix top 10 is one of the most cursed and amazing things on the internet. I hate it so much. Well, it's like definitely you have to take it with a grain of salt. And every metric they use to do ratings is something they created and have total control over. So we don't even know what they mean. Well, first of all, it's like they never gave ratings for a long time. And now all of a sudden they have this top 10 list. And I'm kind of like... Hmm. For all we know, it's completely editorialized. They just choose it as they want, as they want. And there's but like they're not breaking any laws. If it's editorialized, who the fuck put the impossible at the top of the <laughs> list? See, that to me proves that it's not editorialized because it's so random. You know, almost like I think a, it's a like little a, column A and a little column almost B. Almost like a horse ebooks tweet. You're like, this is so random. Like, how could it be real? Or how could it be a person behind this? Which there was a person behind it. So like I just feel like the impossible, if they were trying to throw us off their track to thinking the top 10 was fake, they did a great job because I'm yeah. seeing the impossible at number one being like, how is, of all movies, how is this real? I think it's a little column A, a little column B. Like if there was a movie they didn't want to give promotion to, like whenever there have been controversial experiences over like The Help being a top movie and Cuties being a top movie, I think they have it in their power to just take it off the top oh, 10 well, so that's no one true. notices it. I think that maybe they're more likely to take off stuff off yeah like right now the top 10 is i'm not going to go through the whole thing but the impossible is not in the top 10 it's the crown the new kevin hart stand-up special the queen's gambit cloudy with the chance of meatballs too and then boss baby back in business which has new episodes Lindsay, are you watching the new episodes of boss baby back in business oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the tv adaptation of your favorite movie uh, no <laughs> i'm not i'm not I'm how not, many I'm times not. have you seen boss baby just like ballpark like four three four <laughs> at the height of my boss baby fandom i was very passionate about boss, boss baby. baby and it was just terrible for my friendships you know we have to watch it was very boss bad baby. for my friendships you know so the impossible is a 2012 oscar nominee starring naomi watson yona gregor at the time it received plenty of controversy as well as plenty of acclaim because it's like wow what a well-made movie but also it's a movie about a 
tsunami that killed hundreds of thousands of Southeast Asian people. But the movie is about like one rich Spanish family that survived. But in the movie, they're not even a Spanish family. They make them into a British family. So it's like there's two levels of whitewashing happening in The Impossible, which is, you know, yeah. there are plenty of think pieces about this and like the problems with The Impossible, the problems with framing the tsunami around this one family. But all of that has sort of been lost on Naomi Watts because when she saw The Impossible was number one on Netflix, she <laughs> headed straight to Instagram and said, heard The Impossible is number one on Netflix. Wowza. Here's mm-hmm. a few TB picks, throwback mm-hmm. picks, I'm assuming. This was one of my all-time favorite filming experiences. Being in Thailand with such wonderful people, some here, and telling the incredible story of Maria Bellone and her family who miraculously survived the tsunami in 2004. Never forget, they changed their fucking names for the impossible. You know that? Like, no. To make it make sense that Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts were playing these people. It's like, we're telling the story of Maria Bellone, but in the movie, she's Maria Bennett. This movie is a mess on many, many It's a levels. mess. And it was a mess when it came out and not a lot of people saw it. So it's funny that it's like it didn't get more credit than it deserved. It got no credit because it was a mess, you know, like even at the time. Did you ever see The Impossible? I was like, I can't. I can't do this. Like beyond no, I never it, it just it. looked like no, I never a grueling. It. No, I it never watched like a it. grueling experience. Did you see that piece in Stereo Gum that was like, why is this pavement B-side their number oh, one Oh, the B-side, song? yeah. That was so good. Mm-hmm. If you go to StereoGum.com yeah, really and read about it, it's like one of the band Pavement, one of their random B-sides, this song that like is so such a rarity. Harness Your Hopes. Good, yeah. Became number one in their list. Like, you know, when you go to an artist on Spotify and they have like their number one most streamed song, all of a sudden this song was huge and they were like, why? as it turned out like they did all this kind of you know research about it so you know how you get when you when you stream stuff then autoplay it, it auto plays songs that are kind of like the songs you're listening to so one i forget what year but all of a sudden they turned on everybody's autoplay on spotify so like if you didn't have that option turned on it just it turned it on for everyone and this specific yeah. song was like well connected to like a genre so it always got played in people's autoplays therefore bumping it up to the top and this has happened with a few different artists and a few different songs but it's like it it's just an example of one of the things where it's like the reason that this song is being played a lot is because of an algorithm, not because of anyone's actual like taste or any type of shifting culture. It's literally an algorithmic like error almost. And I'm absolutely willing to blame the Impossible's like brief moment of success in 2020 on an algorithmic error. You know, what do you think the Impossible could have followed that would have made it number one? Like you finish the crown and you get the impossible you finish I mean, the maybe, queen's gambit no, and you like, get the impossible truly maybe yeah. like what is like a disaster recent disaster movie or drama that just came out on netflix that is like either a netflix original or like a newer movie that would have the impossible be in the next watched or like the trailer of the impossible plays after you watch mm-hmm. uh you know great british bake-off second season great british bake-off i'm joking but like <laughs> yeah. whatever it is what if it is the crown speaking of Naomi Watts. Didn't she play Diana? She played Diana in a yes! terrible, terrible, right. terrible, terrible. Wow, it all comes terrible, back to Naomi Watts ter- playing Diana. I know, I know. Terrible movie that right. I just watched for the first time a few months ago. The and? worst, dullest, just the most worthless movie I've ever seen. Cool. Love a it. A complete disaster. Love it. Love to hear it, truly. The place I wanted to go with this conversation. Yeah, where did you want to go? Is that I think Naomi Watts occupies a very interesting place in the Who, Them spectrum yeah why i'm willing to argue but also willing to be moved willing to argue that naomi watts is a prestige who i often mix her up in my mind with diane kruger and Mm -hmm. other women so i would maybe agree but she does have a very themmy kind of hollywood aura 
No? She does, but she also, much like, like Amy Adams is famously ignored. Glenn Close famously ignored in terms of like Academy acknowledgement. But Naomi Watts is also famous. Like Naomi Watts is less famously ignored, but as ignored. She you know is kind of ignored in the way that, She's remember ignored. how I was Googling her a little bit recently? We were talking about the impossible off mic and I found out that she was dating Billy Crudup and I had no idea and you didn't know either i didn't and know you either were like and when did they years. start dating like recently and it was like no they started dating when she was doing that failed netflix show gypsy like where a she's the thousand years therapist. ago in like 2000 and whatever like she's been in she's been in this relationship with billy crudup we had no idea they've been together since 2017 which is like yeah now you know almost four years I just think that one thing that Naomi Watts is missing, not necessarily that you need it, because I think Meryl Streep is famously one of those actors who is extremely famous, but doesn't have like one iconic role. That's like a frequent conversation around her where it's like she doesn't have one iconic role. But I don't, everyone I think like knows cases, that she's the yeah. best or whatever. Yeah. But I think there's a another version of that where it's like, I don't, I think it can also hurt you. I don't think Naomi Watts has an iconic role. Like, what is it? You know? Right. And yet she's But she's like, famous. Pres- she is famous. And yeah, right. Well, she wrote. <laughs> did you did you say they all like noticed that the impossible was like trending on Netflix? So she like posted a picture of herself and the boy with like they had like cuts on their faces and. But the photos themselves on that post are just like them beaming, covered in fake blood, I know, and I you're know, like Naomi, get a clue. Yeah. Get get a clue because she's sure as hell not going to get an Oscar. <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Hi guys. So I couldn't remember Ruth Nega's last name because I was high and trying to tell a story about her. And I Googled Ruth actress and it automatically goes to Ruth Wilson. Could you guys explain that? Is that saying in terms of Ruth, Ruth Wilson is the bigger them? I think they're both who's, but I would love your expert take. Okay. Googie Gaga. You really like left us hanging there. What is the story? What could the story What's possibly the story? be? What's the story? Um, Famous Ruth actress is a funny thing because Google works on like how many people search and what they click. So I guess like mm-hmm. most people who would search, most people who are searching Ruth actress are clicking on Ruth Wilson. Therefore, she comes up first. I have seen multiple people come up when you do that as like a result, but she really mm-hmm. kind of steals the the show there honestly ruth wilson made more press because of that whole affair drama that we talked about on the show do you remember all of that yes. like she yes, kind of I actually do. got a ton of press from that so it's not that surprising to me that she's higher up because she's got that kind of like me too story you know ruth wilson is in so many shows that i have not seen whereas ruth negas and a lot of things that i have seen so to me she's I think they're both who's, but I think Ruth Negga's definitely more famous. But is that just my own bias? I sort of think that it's not. I think she's more... She has the Oscar nomination, you know? She has the bigger nomination because when she was in Loving a couple of years ago. Ruth Wilson, though, just does a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because she does a lot of, like, British stuff. Yeah. I mean, she does more stuff, but I feel like Ruth Negga's stuff is a little more heavy-hitting. Also, it's weird that Ruth Wilson starred in a historical drama called Mrs. Wilson. That's too confusing. I know. I'm just saying it's confusing. It's just confusing. It was only one season. But who do you think is the meilleur of these two who's? Of between these two? Yes. I don't know. I mean, the Oscar nom is like a big boost 
but also Ruth Wilson has that kind of like prestige vibe because she's like British and she does like was in Jane Eyre or whatever. <laughs> she was. Yeah. <laughs> but but actually that could make her more niche because like the more you do like BBC stuff, the kind of more niche you get. Like she was on like Luther and like his dark materials. These are all things that like I don't know who watched them. I mean, people watch Luther, but you know what I mean. <laughs> people watch Preacher and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. I'm, yeah. Now I'm starting to think. Are they They're like I, kind of the are they identically same. famous? Yeah, they are they the be. exact same thing? Like they might be though. Like they might be. <laughs> I mean, I had to head to Famous Birthdays to see what first name Ruth has to say about all this, and they are numbers nine and ten. Wilson is above Nega, but I think it must have been close. It must have been neck and neck. Also, like what an old ass name. This proves it because I've never seen this many people over fifty years old on Famous Birthdays. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, number two. Ruth Jones, never heard of her. Do number think, four. So do you think that Ruth is like, like Ruth is on the way out? <laughs> like, like we need a young Ruth is what you're saying. Well, we do. We have a 15-year-old Ruth who is number one. She's a TV actress, 15 years old. She is on a Disney Channel show called Sydney to the Max. <laughs> I'm not going to look up what that is. We're putting everything in her bus- her basket, that Ruth, that young Ruth, our only young but Ruth, like, apparently. So many of the Ruths here are over 30, many of them are over 40, and one, two, three, four, five, six of the top 28 are fully dead. So I'm just like, Ruth is an old name. Ruth is an old name. Right. So there's not much competition when it comes to women, actors of that age, like getting attention, but Uh still, they're identically famous. I think we settled it. I think I'm willing to say that because I think if you literally like did put up the weights like the justice weights the what are those called the scales oh my god the scales the scales scales of justice the scales of justice weights weights, and put like all the things on each side it would like even out this feels like the first time this has happened and it only came up because both their names are ruth like otherwise it's kind of hard to find such like an even match we should think of more like even matches with the same first name no no of just people it's pretty funny that they have the first name, though. Right. Well, that's how we got to this point. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next call. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. We've got your melatonin. You got your various things. But I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me. Goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out and, and sleeping through the night it really is i love cb distillery they have not all their products are for sleep some That's are for true. relaxation but like i love the sleep ones they say shh those gummies they sent us i was in a chill vibe all day when i took two of those they're good ass gummies <laughs> they're good ass gummies no you were you were like you were like i took cbd earlier today and i feel chill i'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things you know what i mean i'm in a good place heavy machinery <laughs> what did i say <laughs> You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 
2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hey, uh, I just learned that Elvis got, like, the polio vaccine or something on live TV to convince people it was safe. Um, Who do you think should spawn the coronavirus vaccine? Just, like, you know, pick a roster of who you think would get the most of of the people who need to get it. All right, thanks. Bye-bye, Crunch Crunch. So Elvis got the polio vaccine on TV. I didn't know that. That's kind of incredible. Yeah. So which celebrities would need to get the COVID vaccine on TV to prove it was safe? Or like, who would they choose? Who's the most reliable? And part of me is like overall famous and lovable people. But part of me is also like maybe pointed towards the demographic of people who might not want to get the COVID vaccine. Uh So like that kind of changes the list a little bit. But I think overall it would be like our president, our vice president, like Rihanna. (laughs) Rihanna and also Tom Hanks, like, even though he already had it. <laughs> Beyonce, <laughs> Obama. Yeah, Obama, Biden, Kamala. But I feel like whenever you go into politics, like it makes sense that I think Biden and Kamala are definitely going to do it. Obama's probably definitely going to do it. But like they're already, they are inherently politicized. So it's like, who is someone everyone can agree on? Like, what is America's breakfast at Tiffany's? And is it like, Rihanna, Betty White. I don't even want to say Tom. Well, Tom Hanks, as you said, he already had it. I don't think that'll work. Harry Styles, I think, definitely should because that gets young people. Who's just some person that everyone can agree on? Like, does that person even exist anymore? You know? I don't know. Well, it's right. It, well, this is like the same thing with like the fracturing, the, the fracturing of, of like culture and celebrity. Where it's like, is there one person that we're all like, wow. But it's funny you put Betty White in here because of like the Betty White on SNL. Betty White, like everyone loves Betty White. Everyone loves Betty White. Da, da, da. But it's like, I still kind of don't think that these people are as overarching as we think they are in this weird way. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's just because how splintered everything is. You know, there's not one representation of somebody we all love. But everyone loves like celebrities and like you know movie stars or whatever across the board so maybe someone like betty white or tom hanks still has that type of power is it just i mean the other thought that i had was just straight up like everyone in the marvel movies (laughs) like every single marvel person everyone in the captain america movies everyone in the black panther movies all of them do it together because we know that they love to like join forces and take a stand together if we if the chris pratt drama taught us anything they are willing to be assembled i I think that works i feel like that's like the broadest piece of culture now marvel yeah everyone watches marvel it's by and large apolitical you think the marvel lineup it'd be fun if they lined them all up and then they just like that would be a real make a real show of it i i think that that's really the way in but i think i weirdly think this stuff's gonna happen like, I yeah. think this stuff is going to happen. Like, we're joking about this, but, like, there's definitely going to be famous people publicly taking va- vaccines. To uh, Samuel like, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Mark let's Ruffalo. leave the Chris's out of this. Mark Ruffalo. The Chris's. Paul Rudd. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Right. Who else? I'm looking through all of these Avengers people. And you know what? Throw in Jeremy Renner. Throw in Tom Hiddleston. Why I don't not? want him. I don't want him, but sure. I sort of suspect Scarlett doesn't want to take it, but I digress. Um, You know, like, Avengers people make sense to me. Yes. I I think it's, 
I think it's funny because the truly the biggest mass media we have is these Marvel movies, is these yeah. these superhero movies. Unfortunately, this is like the big. This is the representation of our of our mass media. Like yeah. these are the Sexiest things that everybody alive, watches. Michael B. Jordan. Like, it's not like everybody's watching the the Super Bowl. Is there a sports person? I don't even think so at this point. Like it no. literally is like Marvel movies. <sighs> anyway, okay. Um, let's do a quick round of yes and no. Can a pan be iconic? I just got my FabFitFun box, which, you know, I am just, you know, feeding into capitalism with all that, but I love it, and it gives me a dose of serotonin, so I was looking, and there's an advertisement for the Meet the Iconic, you know, Lindsay, Bobby, your term, always pan, and I feel like I have been recently bombarded with advertisements for this pan, and I do not cook, so... Is this truly an iconic pan? Can a pan be iconic? Is, like, the pan the next, I don't know, like, a way suitcase or, like, I don't know, those internet company things? Let me know. I feel like a pan is kind of hooey, but maybe you guys do the judge of that. Do you think it's worth it? Is it truly iconic? Okay. Me inside. Crunch, crunch. Can a pan be iconic? I think the answer is is yes, but is this pan iconic? I think the answer is absolutely not. This always. I've never pan. heard of it. It's if it calls itself iconic, it's not iconic. So that pa- you pan see, is you a don't no. see this pan everywhere. I see this pan all over my internet. My internet is no, I don't filled with this, this pan. pan. I don't see this pan. It's this pan that's like it's nonstick, and you can use it as a tagine, and it's oven safe, and it has a little a, a spoon rest built into the thing, and it has a spout, and it's like it's two all in one. Yeah. For my taste. Oh, you can add on a thing that makes it a steaming basket. Like, it's two all-in-one, and it's the sort of thing that I honestly, I don't trust nonstick coating. Like, nonstick coating wears away. A cast iron pan, a cast iron pan is iconic to me, you know? An enameled cast iron Dutch oven, that's iconic Okay, see, to me. this was supposed to be just a yes or a no, and this you pan, took it. You so took that's it. my answer. Okay. A pan can be iconic. The always pan is not iconic. Okay. Next call. Okay. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. Do I need to know about Cassie David? Um, I know she dated Pete Davidson before he dated Ariana Grande, but is there more that I need to know about her? I keep seeing her all over, um, so I'm just curious. Okay, crunch, crunch. Bye. Before we answer this question, I just want to say that as this call was playing, Lindsay clicked <laughs> on the clicked Always on the pan, pan link and, and, goes, and like... then very earnestly goes, wow, does this pan really do all of these things? Yeah. As though she's about to click add to cart. As she though I not cook. As though I cook anything that would need a pan. That's the funnier part. This ad almost got you. I know. This Their ad almost got you. Too. Their plates are cute also. <laughs> Stop don't you think? it. Okay. Of course I they're cute. That. Do you need to know who Cassie David is? Do I need to know about Cassie David? One, two, three, no. no. You don't need to know about her. That's my answer to the question. I mean, you really don't. Like, you just don't. If you want to know about her, you can. Just let that slide on by. Just let that slide on by. No judgment if you want to know about her. It's very easy to know about her. Just saying you don't need to. Plenty of press this week, but you don't need to know about Cassie David. Yeah, she's a book coming out, so you might see her around. But you don't need to. Yeah. Let's play who are them. So you might know this, but the vice president um, doesn't live in the White House, but they actually live in the Naval Observatory. Uh, so that's where Kamala Harris and 
Doug Emhoff will live. So I'm going to ask, is the Naval Observatory a who or a them? Crunch, crunch, right? Naval Observatory, who or them? One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> I knew that they lived in the Naval Observatory, and I'm like, this play, I don't even know what it is. I just know that at one point in my life, I learned that the vice president lived in the Naval Observatory. I don't even like, know the whole what collection of buildings. Well, I don't know that. I didn't even know what that where, where that what that was where that was. It's literally like uh, an it's like an agency. It's like a it's like a department of the government. Okay. That happens to have a oh. house among its collection of buildings, and that's where the vice president historically lives. It's funny because if you'd ask me, like, where the vice president lives, I'd be like, he gets to live at his house. Like, I don't know. He lives at a house <laughs> nearby. He doesn't get a house. Like, okay. He gets a house. They get, get a house. house. Wow. Yeah, they get a house. Cool. But the, it's a who. It's a who. All right. Cool. See you there. Okay. See, see you there. Speaking of the vice president. Another call about the vice president. We love it. Yeah. Hi, Weekly. Uh, medium time, medium time. I was just on Twitter, and I saw that apparently Kamala Harris used to date Montel. Like Montel, the Montel Williams show Montel, um, which truly shocking. And also, I mean, shocking because I guess I wasn't paying attention. But um, yeah, Montel, who are them? All right. Uh, love you guys. Me and Doris, bye. <laughs> this has really been making the rounds lately. Speaking of, so this is connected to Kamala Harris in two ways. Number one, because they used to date. Number two, because she's about to move into the Naval Observatory and he used to be in the Navy. Who, Montel? Yeah. yeah, Montel, one, two, three, them. them. Yeah, Montel Williams is like, has is very, still very them-y. I mean, maybe it's because the, the show went on so long and it's his name. It was his name, you know? But like, what's he up to right now? Like, not a ton, but still somehow them name recognition, you know? I think when you've ha- when you had that... When you had a daytime show for as long as he had a show, when you had a show with your name on it for as long as he had a show, that doesn't go away. He had a show with his name on it for almost 20 years. Yeah. And it's like Montel, Sally. Sally Jesse Raphael has not been relevant forever, but I think that name is still, like, I think she's still a them. I think I it's do just like love, that. Sorry, back to uh, addressing the relationship, William said, Kamala Harris and I dated briefly about 20 years ago when we were both single. So what? I have great respect for <laughs> Senator Harris. <laughs> Like, so, so what? what? <laughs> so what? So what? What's especially funny about that relationship is that it's one of those. This happens a lot. It was more prominent, you know that that iconic temple that we love so much, old loves that I don't even know if it still happens anymore. But a lot of these flash in the pan relationships existed long enough for exactly one photo to be taken of them together, and this is one of those things where it's like there's one event that they went to a red carpet together, and it's like we're seeing it everywhere. But that's enough. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, two more who them's. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I'm watching season two of The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda's a them, but and I guess The Mandalorian. I mean, I guess he is also a them because the show is called The Mandalorian. But is Pedro Pascal a who? Like the man underneath? A guy only know what he looks like because of that, like one part. Is he a who? Is everyone else in the who are the is anyone else on the show a them or are they all who's? And is there any consensus on whether or not we think that Pedro Pascal is hot? It's like sometimes I I look at his Instagram and I think he's really handsome and sometimes I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm I need guidance. Is Pedro Pascal who are them? Is Pedro Pascal hot? Thanks. Front front love you, bye. 
Okay, is he hot <laughs> and is he a whore? Is he hot? Is he a is whore? Is he hot? Though? Yes. He's hot. Is he hot? One, two, three. Yes. Yes. He's hot. Is he a who or a them? One, mm. two, three. Who? Who? I, it's hard because he's the two things he's in. I don't watch. And tr- when you, he, it's The Mandalorian and uh, Game of Thrones. Like I don't watch. I didn't watch either of them. Oh, but he was he was barely in Game of Thrones. Like he wasn't in Game of Thrones in. And then what? Narcos. I also didn't watch Narcos. I did watch Wonder Woman. He's in that. Well, one, he's not in. He's in the next Wonder Woman. Oh. He's not even in. See, he wasn't even in the one that you watched. He's in the one that's going to HBO Max. I guess I'm missing on Pedro. Didn't he have a big, a big mask over on his head too for like a lot of the Mandalorian or no? No, he only has a mask on his head. Okay, that's okay. He's the Mandalorian. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't watch the Mandalorian, but like it is. So, so he's on. He was on Game of Thrones, and then he's on the Mandalorian. He is the Mandalorian, but he has a thing on his head, so nobody, so you wouldn't know it was him unless you knew it was him. His biggest role ever. I mean, he was on Narcos. He was the lead of Narcos. Narcos was a big show. Okay. It was a big show. It was a big show. It was a big show. However. However. I still think of that show as like he was Pablo Escobar. Like right. he embodied that person. Are we not supposed to think he, that? No. What I'm saying is it was such a, it was like because it was a, he was playing a real person. I think it's harder to become a them based on that. Okay. Whenever you like immerse yourself in a real person, okay. like telling the story of Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And then his next biggest thing is playing someone who literally wears a mask the whole time and speaks but with like a sort of gruff But in the new Wonder thing. Woman, he's the lead. He's the lead. He's the villain. He's one of the villains, he's I think, like, maybe. He's but he like, has a big role. She's the lead. He's second lead or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, he's like guess, up there. Yeah. Kristen Wiig's another villain in that movie, too. That's the like, weirdest thing ever, but sure. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. I I think he's still a who, though. I think he's, at this point, I think it's character actor who. It's just so funny to me that he has the mask on his head. He can't reveal his face. But I'm sure he's, like, pissed at that. It's like, I just, like, no one knows who I am or whatever. No, I'm, I bet he loves it. I bet he I loves it. I don't know. I don't know. He's hot. What are you fucking talking about? He's so hot. He has a fa- he has a thing on his head the whole time? He has a thing on his head the whole The whole time he got the time. thing on his head? Ugh. <sighs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. I just called, but I messed up. Ah, uh, so I'm going to try again. So I just saw on LinkedIn that um, Vital Proteins, the, like, you know, hip, colorful, like, collagens and, like, probiotic thingies or whatever. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Um, just named Jennifer Aniston, not only the face, but the chief creative officer of the brand. Um, I know that Jennifer Aniston is a them, like, cute, cute, cute. Um, and, like, we've seen, like, celebrities become CCOs before. But, like, I guess my question is, is collagen a who or a them now? Like, I feel like I always see people, like, putting it in their, like, morning water or, like, coffees and things. And, like, they do a lot of, like, prep stuff, like, especially vital proteins, like, sending out to influencers and like media companies so like i don't know who knows like collagen in my oatmeal okay uh crunch crunch bye before we like get into collagen as like whatever i just want to say it's like truly 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 one of my favorite things when celebrities become quote creative directors at companies like it is Alicia Keys a Blackberry. Alicia Keys Blackberry, like they legendary. It's very weird because it's this kind of like 
fake entrepreneur spawn where, mm-hmm. you know, they they want to trick you or at least no celebrity wants to do anything that they don't have like a stake in at this point. Like they want a percentage, mm-hmm. like they want to like own, like we're all like shark tanked. We you know we all, we all like have that mindset where it's oh like, my God, exactly. let's, why would I just like, why would you pay me to promote your brand when like, if you gave me like 15% of the company and I was quote unquote, the creative director, then I'd be so much more, but it's like such a messy relationship because people don't really like understand that in a way and i think that's by design i think it's very intentionally vague right because i mean what you said is actually i hadn't thought about it like that but it's like it's so true it's still ultimately at the end of the day it's just spawn yeah but they're changing the name of it so that it sounds but now companies can't get prestigious big celebrities without saying oh sure we'll give you like a percentage we'll give you a stake because it's almost like that's now it's the standard and everybody wants to be a fucking entrepreneur you know or else Mm -hmm. oh why wouldn't jennifer aniston just launch her own collagen company or whatever she wouldn't whatever but like she wants this to be different than her work with like avino or like smart water Mm -hmm. this is like oh i'm the creative director so like i help I do free press essentially for a stake in the company mm-hmm. or something. And my name is associated. Okay. Back to collagen is, I feel like collagen has always is not really, it's like, if anything, it was a them that now is who we are because people are like talking about it. Like it does anything. I mean, I know it does. Yeah. The supplements are within the past five, six years that they've become really, really popular. But it's like, I, I try to do a little bit of research on this, but it's sort of like, yeah, it's probably not bad for you, but, we haven't really studied this enough. So like, we don't actually know if it's doing anything. Like we don't know, we know that collagen does X, Y, Z, but does taking it in the morning absorb it to an extent that it will do X, Y, Z. And does taking it in the morning, just taking up these like ground up cow hooves, which is what it is in a lot of instances. There's also it's a like, vegetarian collagen. but Yeah, there's, again, there's vegetarian, but yeah. usually it's not vegan. And so it's like, is this safe? And does this actually work? The answer is maybe. So, like, I think it's sort of in its heyday now because they're taking advantage of the of the fact that there like aren't enough studies being done, so they can sort of like rake it in while they can. I think collagen, though, like people knew what that what people know what that is, but I mm-hmm. don't think that people. But vital proteins, like turning, is like kind of a hooey. It's like trendy mm-hmm. now. It's like that's the more the thing. Also, this is not like a who them, quite like we can't like it doesn't fit within our it doesn't fit within our. Thing. Is collagen a who or a them? I no, mean, if we've done any number of bat I'm shit. I'm telling you, I think it's a them, but thems. I think Vital Proteins is turning it into a who by making it like this kind of like <laughs> trendy thing that is like in your milkshake or whatever, in your mm-hmm. smoothie. I truly think the most interesting thing about this is that like celebrities are still doing Spawn. It's just manifesting in different ways because they have to make themselves seem a little more legitimate. Like they have to make it seem cooler and less embarrassing. And maybe them saying, hey, Jennifer Aniston, we'll give you $10 million if you take photos with Vital Proteins Collagen. She might say no, but it's like, hey, Jennifer Aniston, we might give you, we'll give you $10 million if you accept this fake title. I'm just saying like celebrities are so like into launching their own things now. Like look at like the Honest Company and look at all these like actually quite successful celebrity brands. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, they're no joke. So I think now when a celebrity approaches a deal, it's like, why would I do this deal when I could just launch my own product? And it's like, oh, well, then you have to do more work. Why not just like take some percentage of our company and like become the Mm -hmm. face of it or whatever? I don't know. I think that everybody wants to, everyone wants to act like they can do it all or whatever. So it's like celebrities, they know 
if they want to quit acting at some point or quit doing whatever, it'd be great if they had a tequila company to fall back on, you know? Mm -hmm. I just hope that Jennifer Aniston is, is broadening her horizon. She spent so long focused on water-based goods, moisture good, moisturizing yeah, yeah, goods, yeah, yeah. smart water, Aveeno. And then even when she did the ads for that really fancy airline, was it um, Emirates? Because she was like, where's my shower? Where's my shower? Where's my shower? The other thing that I find so interesting is how she's always like in a health, like, do you think of Jennifer Anson as like a fitness person? I don't, but I think of her as kind of like a health person, which is weird, but not fitness, but health. Not fitness. Yeah. But health. Yeah, you're but right. It's a completely different thing. It's like weird. a subtle difference. But it's like, could it's I see difference. her working out? No. But do I associate her with like health somehow? Sure. Weird. Do you want me to read a quote from her to end this episode? Oh, God. Yeah. A lot of, Lindsay, lot of them. It, it backs episode. up what you said. A lot of it backs up what you said. Are not yeah. supposed to be talking about. I have to say, but okay. Collagen is the glue that holds everything together. I've always been an advocate for nourishing your wellness from within, which is why I started using Vital Vital Proteins so many years ago. Now to have the opportunity to be a part of the brand in a bigger way as chief creative officer, it's very exciting to me. God, what a scam! Yeah. What a scam. Chief creative officer. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for. Listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show, call-in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Also, we'll be back on Tuesday with another normal episode, regular episode of Who Weekly. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice weekly bonus episodes, and then an occasional newsletter and more and more. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting so many good reviews on Apple Podcasts. I love reading them. So just do it for us, just for our own enjoyment, because it's fun for us. Do it for know. us. It's a task. It's homework. Do it for do it you. For us. Do it for us. And have a great weekend. Oh, wait. One more thing. Oh, my God. If you made it, th if you made it this far, hats are back in stock online. So mm. buy one for the holidays. Get one for yeah. your who weekly loving friends and family or yourself. Or, for yourself. for, or yourself. for yourself. If you made it this far, you have to because this is really, truly the end of the pod. Not a great place to put <laughs> promotion, I have to say, but okay. Bye. Bye. Hey. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, Love is Dead. Jason Derulo and Olivia Wilde broke up. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, anyways, um, my bad. Um, basically, Love is Dead, and I guess I just really made this whole call relevant. Um, all right. Me and Grace. Sorry, don't play this. Or you can. I don't know. My day. Me and Grace. Bye. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I have a question about who babies. And I mean that as in who are these babies? I feel like there has been so many babies born uh, the last couple months. And I have no idea what these babies' names are. Um, I don't know why, like, I would think that'd be something super covered in Us Weekly or People Magazine. Like, what is Leah Michelle's baby's name? What is Gigi Hadid's baby's name? What is Sophie Turner's baby's name? And then now Rupert Grint. I need to know who these babies are. You never answer my calls. Please, please, please. Uh, love you, love you to laptop. John Wilkes Booth was engaged to a woman named Lucy Hale. Live in the Vita laptop. <laughs>